Shabbat Shalom. Great to see you guys here this morning. It really is a beautiful morning. It finally feels like spring, even in Michigan. I've given another title to our parasha this morning. You are not your own. You came in here this morning thinking, I'm a free person. I got news for you. You are not your own. Our parasha this Shabbat is entitled Kadoshim, which means holy ones, and covers Leviticus chapters 19 and 20. It opens with these words. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the entire assembly of Israel and say to them, you shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. These chapters define more narrowly and specifically what it means to be a holy people. Some of the Ten Commandments are reiterated, but the demands go much farther. Anyone having the mindset to do just the minimal to get by will find these chapters a challenge, to be sure. (coughs) A man might appear outwardly to be living within the boundaries of the Torah, but inwardly fall way short of the principles here. For example, the outward command to honor one's parents, to not steal, to not use the name of God in a profane or deceptive manner. That's one thing. But we are commanded in chapter 19 not to hate our brother in our heart (laughs) and not to hold a grudge. Those are the things which are defined within a man's interior world. There are two prohibitions that are especially emphasized in this section of Leviticus. No less than three times we are prohibited, forbidden, from participating in any type of occult practices. And there is a lengthy and detailed prohibition against illicit sexual practices including sex before or outside marriage, homosexuality, bestiality, and incest. Occultism and sexual perversion would earn the death penalty. We are commanded to show kindness to strangers, to provide for the poor, and to show respect for the elderly by rising in their presence. When was the last time somebody older came in and you stood up. It just isn't really done in our culture, but I think our culture has lost something. Being God's holy people involves more than merely do this, don't do that. What kind of people are we? For example, a man might read the commandment, when you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap to the very edges of your field. Do not go over your vineyard a second time or pick up the grapes that have fallen. Leave them for the poor and for the alien. And a person could say to themselves, okay, I'm going to harvest my hundred acres to within six inches of the edge. And I didn't go all the way to the edge and I could tell myself that I fulfilled the demands of the Torah. But God isn't fooled. He may have met the technical demands, but he completely missed the heart of the commandment, the very intent. What does a holy nation look like? First of all, it's made up of holy individuals, 
In these chapters, holiness includes reverence for God, reverence for one's parents, faithful observance of the Sabbath, and compassion towards the poor. And also, holiness excludes things like stealing, swindling, lying, using God's name for false oaths that you have no intention of honoring, uh, oppressing others, including withholding a, per- withholding a person's wages who has done work for you. Uh, it prohibits mockery of those with disabilities or taking advantage of people's disabilities. A holy people are not to pay out bribes, and a holy people are not to receive bribes. We are not to pervert the judicial process. We are not to slander others, nor devise ways to harm others. Holiness forbids prostitution. It forbids occult practices. It forbids illicit sexual practices. And yes, it even forbids holding grudges. How's that interior? Holiness also means recognizing God-ordained distinctions. Men are men. Newsflash, right? (laughs) Women are women. Uh, And we are not to blur that distinction, either in our manner of dress or in sexual union. For that matter, we are commanded not to interbreed different animals, nor to plant two different kinds of crops in our field, in the same field, nor wear clothes made of mixed fabrics. God was teaching Israel something, and I believe we can learn from this, and that is the principle of separation, holiness. The created order is God's created order, and we need to honor that and respect what he has done and not suppose that we can do better. The corresponding Haftarah is Amos chapter 9. God passes judgment on the Jewish people. He sent us into exile, but he also promised to return and restore us to our land. A very timely word considering that this week we've been celebrating Yom Ha'atzma'ut, Israel Independence Day. It's now 74 years since the uh, rebirth of the ancient nation on its original soil. In ancient times, many people gloated at Israel's failure. Even today, many people, and sadly, including some Christians, have it in their heads that God is through with the Jewish people and through with Israel as a nation. I wonder how they're going to feel on the day when they stand before the God of Israel. For now, I wonder how they reconcile such a view with these words. I will bring back my exiled people Israel. They will rebuild the ruined cities and live in them. They will plant vineyards and drink their wine. They will make gardens and eat their fruit. I think Rabbi Lauren will be our mentor in all of that. I will plant Israel in their own land, never again to be uprooted from the land I have given them. Well, our parasha ends with these words, thus, and it's like bookends, thus you are to be holy to me, for I, the Lord, am holy. And I have set you apart from the nations, from the peoples to be mine. And this principle continues in the new covenant. Paul admonished the believers in Corinth with these words, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? and that you are not your own, for you have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. So if holiness seems demanding, 
It is only because God has our well-being in mind. He knows that without holiness, we will never live to see him. In fact, without holiness, our lives and even society will quickly disintegrate. And the Lord loves us too much to let that happen without a warning. The challenge to us is to take honest inventory of our lives. It is patently obvious to the rest of the world that we are set apart, or is it? Are we truly a set-apart people, or are we fitting in very nicely in this fallen world? 